Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Monday. 50th annual, 50th uh, Junos wrapped up last night, but wrapped up is the right word because several awards had already uh, been given out during the week-long virtual event for this year. Still, last night's closing event was pretty similar to what you'd see for a televised segment of the usual award show in a usual year. Um, one of the coolest moments I think this year for me was the 30-year retrospective on hip-hop in Canada. I uh, grew up watching a lot of that on Much Music and just, oh man, blew my mind. It was a really cool moment. A uh, couple of other highlights. Tragically Hip performed with Leslie Feist and it was definitely glorious. The Arkells took Best Group. Alanis Morissette is in there, Songwriter of the Year and won AC Album of the Year as well. And though Justin Bieber did provide a performance from Los Angeles, somebody else actually accepted the Best Pop Album Album of the Year award on Justin's behalf. So Bieber was there, but not really there. Kind of like the Canadian content status of most of his music. Music news. The 50th annual Juno Awards came to a close last night, a uh, week-long event. Uh, there was a much-anticipated performance coming from the Tragically Hip along with Leslie Feist. Together, they performed It's a Good Life if you uh, oh, if you don't weaken, <laughs> almost forgetting the name of the darn song. Here's a taste of it. Absolutely beautiful. The hip also took home the uh, 2021 Humanitarian Award honor. New York City may see a giant reopening concert in August at Central Park with hopes for a three-hour set featuring eight as-of-yet-unnamed iconic artists, all part of a proposed homecoming week, which is, of course, a misnomer because people are already at home and quite stuck there. Uh, and in closing, the Foo Fighters, they are designing bicycles. Brompton Bikes specifically for a fundraiser for Live Nation's coronavirus charity. All the money raised in support of the uh, crews that would have been working on live music shows that have been affected by COVID-19. Fans of uh, the band and fans of the cause will want the best, the best, the best, the best one. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Spent the weekend rearranging and redecorating the living room of our apartment. They call it the living room for a reason. You live there. You spend so much time there. Uh, but we did it because we, earlier in the year, I guess early in the pandemic, really, we had to add a desk so that my significant other could work from home much less headachily than normal uh, last year. You know, so when the restrictions came down, throwing off the entire energy flow of the room, of course. Yeah, that's that was the problem. Um, and now that it's very likely she won't have to work from home hardly as much anymore coming in the very near future. I mean, side note, we're looking at maybe seeing stage two beginning as early as Thursday of this week. Yeah, going to be going back to work. So now we broke our backs and our brains making the place work for a period of time when it's not really going to be necessary anymore. We're highly intelligent creatures. That's what I'm here to say. Tuesday. Round two, it's over for the Canadians and the Jets. Montreal really just went out and said, Hey, Winnipeg, nice to sweep you. You know, uh, game four, all over and done with. Round two now over for at least those two teams. Not quite into round three for all of them yet. Semifinals, that is. Holy cow, we're getting closer and closer to finding out who's winning Lord Stanley's, but it's not going to be Winnipeg. 
Sorry. So sorry. It's okay, Winnipeggers. You still have the Slurpee Capital of the World title locked in for over 20 years running, and no one can take that away from you, okay? No one. Horrible clothing that men sometimes wear. I mean, men's clothing. Articles of going off of a, a Reddit post, a lot of answers in there saying puffy vests with short sleeve polos with an upturned collar. That seems very collegiate, very Letterman's jacket. Uh, even that, you know, Letterman's jacket is a great looking jacket, but but if it's actually the high school Letterman's jacket from when you were in grade twelve, and it's been more than twelve years since then. Yeah, maybe, maybe keep it in the closet. Um, and, uh, people have kind of tried to compile a lot of the answers into like one specific outfit. It seems to me that it becomes greater than the sum of its parts. But, uh, somebody said Crocs, tidy whities skinny cargo shorts, a polo, and a powdered wig. <laughs> Add in a cod piece for good measure for that. Uh, yeah, th- th- altogether, quite, quite a statement you could be making. Although, for my money, I think one of the worst things is, and I was a culprit of this years ago when I've got my very first cell phone, a flip phone, a silver thing that looks very bizarre by today's standards, but I was so proud of it, bought it with my own money, I was so happy, about like 18, 19 years old, and you know what I bought for it as an accessory? Oh yeah, I did it. I bought the belt loop. It's so dorky. No, 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 that's not dorky. But... It's easily accessible. Boom, like this. 911, hello, Scranton Strangler's in the house. Inside the house. Just put it in your pocket. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. MTV, they have announced the 2021 Video Music Awards will return to New York City for this year, airing Sunday, September 12th. It's a bit of a strange announcement because last year's event was also out of New York City, but I think what they mean is that the live audience format of non-2020 years is what's going to be actually returning. The location remains pretty much the same. Uh, meanwhile, Judas Priest have re-announced their 50th anniversary tour, which had to be postponed for obvious reasons. The 50 Heavy Metal Years tour is going to be restarting September 8th in Pennsylvania and actually will end in Hamilton, Ontario in November. Tickets can be on sale as of this Friday. And finally, uh, not the entire band, but a member of Fall Out Boy, Patrick Stumpy, has been tapped for the theme song to a brand new Spider-Man cartoon. Now, not uh, something for everybody, but one that's definitely targeted at the younger younger audiences still seems like it's got a banger for an opener yeah okay i'm in (laughs) maybe not for the show but for the song for sure that's it for music news i sound a little unimpressed it's because i am all right I have some deeply disturbing news to share with you. The gender reveal party disasters have made it to Fort McMurray. First of all, I mean, I, I know I speak probably mainly just for myself here, but uh, really don't care about your kids' genitalia. I just don't. I just don't. And I think there's a lot of people in your life that feel that way that just don't feel comfortable saying it to you. They don't care about your kids' whatever. Anyways. And I, I think it's weird that you assume that other people do, but but this should just be a harmless thing for the weirdos to do. You you want to celebrate the gender of your child? That's fine. Just why do you need to have smoke incendiary devices or flames necessary to do so, right? I just don't understand why these are essential items to celebrate the knowledge of a kid to come's no-no area. I'm sorry. The whole concept is super foreign to me. I just read an article, uh, th- uh, thanks to the Fort McMurray Today, about somebody who was charged with $600 fine for a, uh, a, uh, a wildfire, about half a hectare burned, that was caused by a exploding something or other to reveal the color of whatever. 
to reveal the gender of whatever. Point being, hey, just don't do it. You don't need it. An email, an e-card, that'll do just fine for all those people who, again, just don't care. Wednesday. So yesterday, I uh, put out a little video. We had a little discussion about uh, gender reveal uh, disasters. You know, uh, it's not it's not in and of itself a disastrous thing, but there have been associated disasters we know about, and in fact, one pretty close to Fort McMurray. In fact, uh, so I was talking about how you know we don't care. We don't care. Uh, what biological sex your kid is. I had a few responses from people telling me they, in fact, do care about finding out what the biological sex of other people's kids will be. Honestly, it's a totally natural thing. Of course, babies, families, families fawning over babies. One message was even about watching gender reveal videos of strangers online while also pregnant. So, I, you know, I guess I have to bite my tongue on this one, and I was wrong. I mean, I can't say that no one cares what gender your kid is. I can't say that. I can't say that. Instead, I now have to say, I have to augment my statement to most people, the vast, vast majority of people don't care what gender your kid is. Okay, cleared that up. Here at home in Alberta, an interesting thing's going down. It's a couple of very close geographically uh, towns that each are about equal in their population, just shy of about 3,000 people each. I feel like this is like the start of uh, Romeo and Juliet. Two houses alike in dignity, two towns alike in population density. Um, they are Black Diamond and Turner Valley, and apparently they are looking at amalgamating, merging. Something that we know a little something about. Fort McMurray used to be Fort McMurray until about 1995, and then Fort McMurray and the greater area became the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo. They're going to be doing something a little bit similar, albeit on a smaller scale. Uh, they already do pool some resources. They only have one water treatment plant, blah, 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 blah. So it just really makes sense. Although in the past, they have tried to do this before, and it's come out with a very tight votes, but uh, on the no side. So again, maybe it won't happen, but if it does... I feel like they're going to need some help with names. Some names for this place. Black Diamond and Turner Valley joining together. I know exactly what it should be. And if you think of something better, you let me know. 780-715-CRUISE. But let's call it the regional municipality of Bud Buffalo, And just confuse the crap out of people, you know? Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. It's a couple stories for you. Foo Fighters are uh, once again headlining, uh, and they are uh, literally going to be headlining. They're going to be playing their very first show at Madison Square Garden in over a year. Uh, their uh, their very first full capacity uh, show. It's going to be, uh, I think, over... 450 days since they've done so, you know, well over a year, uh, and, uh, you know, really getting into their 25th anniversary celebrations in the 26th anniversary year. Very, very interesting, but uh, their uh, concert is going to be uh, happening uh, on, uh, oh, oh no, what is the date? Oh uh, no, coming up, tickets are going to be sold uh, as of, I think, like today, <laughs> if not uh, tomorrow, uh, and then uh, 20th, June 20th is the actual date of the concert. There we go. I did have my information ready. And also, uh, the surprise Bo Burnham Netflix special, which is not really a stand-up comedy special, more of a sit-down and feel some things about the pandemic special uh, was a complete surprise. It's called Inside, and he really speaks about the realities of living through quarantine and performing during quarantine, and, and so much more is inside of it. There's also a lot of music that is included, and not coming as a surprise, coming with a full announcement, the soundtrack for that next Netflix special is going to be released tomorrow. So, you know, you get a day.
Today's Bill and Ted Day, if you didn't know. Yeah, June 9th on the calendar each year. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly each year since 1989 when the first one came out, but for many now, people have been celebrating Bill and Ted Day since well before the third one came out. Uh, what is the, the second one, Bogus Journey, came about a couple years after the first one, 1991 or so, I believe. And then nearly 30 years later, we finally got the end of the trilogy we didn't know was coming. Uh, and it was great. It was a, it was a nostalgic time. It was fun. It wasn't, didn't ask too much of people. It was perfect timing for when it was released and uh, be, to, being able to see that in theaters on the big screen was just great. I even showed my significant other, you know, the, the first two that she hadn't seen before, the week leading up. It was a great time. And uh, now we have the ability to marathon that sucker. Watch all three of them if we want. Celebrate today if you can. Uh, and if not by watching these movies, or one of, if you don't have the time for all three, then by being excellent to each other. That is the call, and I guess that is the code for Bill and Ted Day each year. Be excellent to each other. Sounds pretty good to me. Why June 9th, though? This is something that I have learned quite recently. I didn't really question. I was like, ah, Bill and Ted Day on the calendar. Sure, cool. That sounds fun. I like those movies. I'll watch that. I'll celebrate that. Great. Didn't ask too many questions. Why is it celebrated on June 9th, the six-month and the ninth day of it, well, pretty simple reason. 69, dudes! And now you know. Thursday. Got a very bizarre story to uh, start your day with. 30-year-old mom in Texas was arrested because she posed as her 13-year-old daughter to sneak into her middle school. I mean, this is kind of similar to a story we saw not that long ago of somebody trying to pose as a high school student to take some selfies and get some social media clout. That person was also arrested, but this story is a little bit different. Mom, 30-year-old, arrested as she posed as her 13-year-old daughter to sneak into her middle school. The reason why was to make a point that the school's security is severely lacking. And despite that seemingly blown out of the water by the fact that she got arrested, she might have actually had a point, uh, because there are people who have given comments saying it's likely she only got caught because of several, and I do mean several, social media posts she made announcing the stunt, and even a YouTube video with the title, Going to School as My 13-Year-Old Daughter, Middle School Edition. Maybe they should have done her a favor and let her sit in on a few of the classes. Don't relax too much. You might pee your pants. I'm just saying. Uh, unless that's the look you're going for. Apparently, some people are. There's an upstart company that uh, claims to be perfectly real. And in fact, there have been some journalists who have who have ordered from the site just to see if they'll actually get something or if it seems to be a total hoax or just a weird, weird thing. But Wet Pants Denim is the name of the brand. And the specific goal in mind is that they custom order. Oh, well, well, your custom order is fulfilled. There is specificity to it. You are ordering a pair of jeans, a pair of denim, a pair of pants that have been stained to look like you peed your pants, but yet they will remain dry. Unless you, I guess, actually do pee your pants, then you're on your own. But still, the, I guess the idea is, look wet, feel dry. Uh, going to the point of, like, you can choose, hey, I want, like, dark blue denim with a really dark blue stain on there, or I want uh, gray denim with a dark gray stain, or I want white denim, and I want you to even put some yellow dye into that sucker and add some serious authenticity to the look. Uh, I don't know if this is meant to be some sort of, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what they're trying to bring awareness to incontinence. Perhaps it seems like a very weird way to do it, but the website does include some information, some research, as well as some, uh, you know, direction to resources to help people who might be dealing with incontinence, which is a very, very horrible thing to have to face, for sure. 
So I can't tell if they're making fun or not, or if it's real or not, or I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's not really a look that I understood to be a very cool look when I was growing up. But then again, I never had Billy Madison in my class. If peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. Oh, that was the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Let's go. You're listening to the Steve Reed Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Time for some music news. Keep your eyes out for a big, big fundraiser, a virtual event. Ronnie James Dio Stand Up and Shout Cancer Fund is going to be holding an event that uh, would have been on the uh, uh, incredible, incredible uh, singer and very short man's um, 79th birthday, which is July 10th. Uh, So keep your eyes out for it. There's going to be some uh, members of, uh, you know, former members of Black Sabbath, of course, of the band Dio as well uh, and more. And uh, I believe I believe. While they are raising some funds and encouraging donations, it's going to be free to watch for folks. Ray Charles has got a brand new posthumous uh, box set called True Genius coming out, which is uh, boasting some previously unreleased live recordings. And uh, with 90 songs total on this album, it's also uh, coinciding with a birthday, the 90th birthday that Ray Charles would have celebrated this year. Uh, it is available for pre-order already, going to be coming out on six CDs if you get the physical box set, of course, uh, and a ton of incredible music is going to be in there. Meanwhile, brand new music, pretty reckless, uh, Taylor Momsen and friends, they've actually enlisted a couple of the members of Soundgarden, not the full band themselves, but Matt Cameron and Kim Thale of the band have joined them for a brand new single, Only Love Can Save Me Now. The music video was just released. Father's Day is coming. We're uh, we're over a week away from it, but less than two. And uh, you've seen the marketing kind of explode. There's tons of emails going out. Everybody's getting in on it. Um, and Ryan Reynolds is also getting in on the cell for Father's Day. And it's all about his gin that he hawks and makes funny videos for. He's made another one, and it's a recipe. It's a drink. It's a cocktail with a very funny name. It's called the vasectomy, which I think is named that way for uh, what I hope are obvious reasons. But it's about the building blocks and the reasons why they were selected to build this delicious-looking drink. First, fill a tall glass with ice, the way children fill our lives with so much joy. Next, pour one ounce of cranberry juice, sweet, just like their little smiles. Then, pour three ounces of tonic, so bubbly. Then, pour three ounces of tonic, so bubbly. Just like I feel every day I wake up after a long full night's sleep. (laughs) It goes on from there and it's priceless. And dads, I think you might just deserve one next weekend. And reminder, you haven't forgotten, Father's Day is next weekend. Friday. Could be perfectly simple when much music returns as a TikTok channel. Could be that they, though it's going to be in a different format on a different platform, could be really true to the nostalgic roots of much music that we, I myself, grew up with for sure. Let me know this morning. The conversation is about your favorite shows, events, programs, whatever, even just memories of moments on much music. Let me know. 780-715-CRUISE-2789. I think Canada's feeling pretty nostalgic with the news. Um, I I watched a ton, a ton, like a, just poisonous amounts of of much music of TV. Video on trial was fun. I miss pop up video more. And yes, that was a VH1 show that was just aired on much. But still, I lived on the countdown every week. I watched the genre shows like Rap City and The Edge. One hundred percent 
an electric circus kid as well. In fact, one time I was lucky enough to be in Ontario, be visiting family, and going to check out Canada's Wonderland for the very first time ever. And while I was there, Electric Circus was doing their annual party, and I got to meet even some of the VJs. It was an incredible moment. But since they are bringing it back, and I don't know if Electric Circus specifically is coming back, it is time to bring this back out. From January 2017, the Beaverton put out a mockumentary about what happened to the Electric Circus dancers after the show was no more. Jane Masterson is a wildlife expert who runs an animal sanctuary in Aurora, Ontario. For the past 13 years, she's been helping former electric circus dancers like Kiki reintegrate into a society that no longer accepts them. <laughs> it's absolutely glorious. A documentary all about Norway's new wave export, Aha, is soon to premiere at this year's Tribeca Film Festival. Titled Aha the Movie, which makes you think it's more of a biopic than a documentary, uh, it deals with the formation and members of the band and the evolution of their music, of course. Take on Me, for example, began as a rift that keyboardist Magna Holman dreamt up as a 15-year-old kid and was originally called Lesson One. Wonder what that song sounded like. Uh, 25 years ago, Tom Penny, who we just heard from moments ago, and the Heartbreakers, uh, they provided the soundtrack to She's the One. Now in 2021, a re-release is coming. Now to be known as Angel Dream, songs and music from the motion picture She's the One. Expect a limited edition vinyl version of the collection to drop tomorrow on Record Store Day, one of uh, one of the few Record Store Days of 2021. But then also uh, regular release, digital CD, and uh, non-limited edition vinyl going to be dropping on July 2nd. It's time for another Steve Reed parody, and the reason that uh, I wrote this one this morning is because the last few mornings, it has just been insanely bright when I first get up and get into the car and start heading to work, and got me thinking Corey Hart style. It's not sunglasses at night, it's sunglasses to work. Enjoy. I wear my sunglasses to work so I can, so I can Watch out for and see those road lane lines And I wear my sunglasses to work so I can, so I can Have any amount of vision in my eyes the sun's high beaming me It cuts my visibility Is it 10 a.m. or 3? It's the time of year to see Don't switch the lanes on the guy with no shades, oh no You should have paid for the polarized shades, oh yeah you must believe it, the sun has it made that you need those shades first thing. And so, I wear my sunglasses to work so I can, so I can actually see the road right before my eyes. It's bright, you know, it's, it's bright outside, first thing. Hopefully you've got your shades handy. I know. I certainly was glad to have mine in the vehicle this morning. You're welcome for the parody, by the way. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.